why did I write that? Hi, and welcome to Why Did I Write That, a weekly podcast where two friends read each other's bad creative writing. I'm Dana. And I'm Anjali. Hi, listeners. Dana here. So basically, this next chapter, we read the same time we read the first chapter of the snow story. So we had a lot more to drink by the time this happened, and it gets progressively weirder. Also, it's very long, so we're going to break it up into a couple parts. So enjoy part one. All right, so I'm going to read Harry Potter and the Absence of Sense. Chapter one, colon, chapter one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Amazing. (laughs) So do you want want context? Yeah, explain this a little bit. Okay. I was probably 17, 18 years old, and I was a freshman in university. And it was at this, like, tutory center place, and it was terrible. And basically, the aesthetic of the place was a giant public toilet. There was a lot of, like, racist people there. And plus, the student body was basically made up of people from these particular high schools who all knew each other. And I was not from one of those high schools, so I didn't know anybody. I happened to find a friend in one of the lectures, and she was a Harry Potter fan. And she had lately got into, like, dreary fanfic, right? Where basically Harry Potter and Draco Malfoy are a romantic pairing. And I did not agree with that, right? Not that I was, like, homophobic or anything, but I just thought, like, Malfoy and Harry didn't have any chemistry and they would just hate each other the whole time. So basically this sprung up because she was trying to prove to me that no, actually there was great potential for romance and shenanigans. We basically wrote this in between the lecture and zoning out. So it's very disjointed. (laughs) Alright, so written over the course of several lectures. Yes. But for each chapter, like for one chapter, how much would that take to write? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay. Well, we'll find out. All right. Harry Potter and the curious case of his sexual preferences. Disclaimer. Please don't sue us. We only own this plot or lack thereof. That's how you know that it was written in the early 2000s. Disclaimers, yes. Mm -hmm. Summary. Harry Potter does not... Not in all caps. Mm-hmm. Love Draco Malfoy. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does! And why does Ron have tits? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ron has tits, apparently. We shall find out. Uh, uh, this is not a very PC. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I mean, you don't know we're getting into with mine yet. It's not very PC okay. either. These mysteries and many others are answered in this thrilling tale of romance and insanity. Chapter 1. Harry Potter and what we really did during lectures. Like, his lectures or you and this girl's lectures? Uh, our lectures. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was a warm summer's day in mid-July, and Harry Potter was nowhere to be seen. His friends, Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger, were puzzled as to his whereabouts. Maybe he's been kidnapped by you-know-who! squealed Ron fretfully. Hermione scratched. <laughs> Sorry, the <this laughs> sentence. <laughs> Hermione scratched her left armpit thoughtfully. <laughs> Dumb. Yes, remember As one does. Whenever I'm in deep thought, I scratch my left armpit <laughs> thoughtfully. <laughs> Hermione scratched scratched her left armpit thoughtfully. I don't know about that, she said. 
What else would keep him inside on a warm summer's day? Asked Ron, perplexed. Hermione glanced at the castle. Her purple eyes. Oh my god, purple eyes. We have a theme. There's a theme going. All right. I would say cheers. Cheers, go. Yes, cheers. (laughs) Hermione glanced at the castle, her purple eyes reflecting the tempest within. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Where exactly was he? And so, as our tale commences, we move across the still waters of the lake, through the chilling forbidden forest and up gently sloping hills. We we saunter along the beaten path and rush hurriedly by Hagrid and the loo, and so come to find that high up in the six-year boys' dormitories, Harry Potter was experiencing a painful moral dilemma. Okay, so they're in their sixth year, so it would make him 16. Are we supposed to have the context that... The first five books happened as the I, first five books? I don't think it's relevant. Okay. It's not relevant. <laughs> it truly is not. <laughs> so here's a boy in his six years at Hogwarts, and we do not know what occurs before, but it does not matter. Yes. But his best friends are still around Hermione. Right. And also he fought Voldemort at some point. And he, Yes, he fought Voldemort at some point. And Hagrid's still around. Yes. Okay. He was deep in thought, contemplating the white substance poking out of his toes. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Read on and you shall find out. Okay. God. He was deep in thought, contemplating the white substance poking out of his toes. He had just spent a wild, uninhibited four hours with that voracious little vixen and the part-time love of his life, Pansy Parkinson. Oh, scandalous. <laughs> She's a Slytherin. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll read that one again. <laughs> Sorry. He had just spent a wild, uninhibited four hours with that voracious little vixen and part-time love of his life, Pansy Parkinson. Woo! Making her go into throes of wanton passion. <laughs> Hang on. Okay. I was thinking, like, initial, like... Like, what a sexually voracious 16 No, 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 no. That's not what I was thinking. When you said wanton, I thought, like, wantons that go in the soup. <laughs> Okay, but clearly not. It's so like Victorian wonton. Yes. <laughs> okay, carry on. Into throes of wonton passion. Well, I'm so glad this 16-year-old boy was such an experienced lover. <laughs> well, read on. <laughs> Yet he felt that somehow, somewhere, a vital multiplication point was missing in the mathematical equation. Sorry, what? Yet he felt that somehow, somewhere... A vital multiplication point was missing in the mathematical equation that was life. Trying so hard to be deep there. (laughs) You're doing a better job not, like, loudly laughing than I was. I'm trying so hard not to distract, but I'm also dying. (laughs) Dying slowly. I think you are okay to lose yourself in laughter. Thanks, thanks. I give you permission. Thanks. All the while, Pansy was shrieking in abandon. The only things running through his head were pathetic daddy issues, which he never had before. Okay. And the unquenchable desire for copious amounts of coffee. Okay, hang on. Wait. Pause. Basically, this particular friend had read a series of Harry Potter fan fiction, and they colored her view of what these characters should be like, and one of the things was that they drank a lot of coffee. Interesting. Even though she was not a coffee drinker herself. <laughs> so I just want to double check here. Um, we're saying that while he was giving Pansy such 
good sex that she was shrieking and having wanton pleasures and whatever else she was doing. Yes. Convulsing on the coffee table or something. He was thinking about his father and coffee. He was thinking about his father and coffee. As one does. (laughs) I mean, what do you think about when you're having sex? (laughs) Obviously those things, right? (laughs) Yes, my daddy issues and needing coffee. There we go. Only things. Yeah. (laughs) Harry's slightly myopic eyes squinted in frustration. What was wrong with him? He felt that this needed serious contemplation and a vast amount of decaf coffee. So you need a ton of coffee, but you don't want it to be that caffeinated. Apparently not. Oh, okay. Sure. I was not drinking a lot of coffee at this point, so I was just like, mm, about the whole thing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Again, he paused to observe the white stuff between his toes. He concluded it was merely an advanced case of athlete's foot and bent down to pull on his socks. It's gross. He was sure Pansy would never know his fungusy secret. Fungusy. Fungusy. I don't know. Okay. He was sure Pansy would never know his fungusy secret. So he keeps his socks on? Gross. Naturally, during the course of their wild acts of love, the ghastly things would have to come off. Okay. Indeed, even an adolescent mess such as Pansy Parkinson... A regular cocktail of raging hormones knew that there was nothing more repugnant than a naked man in socks. <laughs> I don't think I could sleep with a naked dude in socks. I would just be Ooh, freaked out. I would not like that. No. I don't think I would like, I'd be like, before we go on. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think what's happening here is, so the socks do come off, mm-hmm. but he makes sure that she's in such a sexual frenzy beforehand with the foreplay bit. It's very That by the time he takes his clothes off, she's not even looking at his feet. So is he basically a sociopath? Apparently. Possibly. Okay, right, right, carry on. I mean, he also described the girl he's having sex with as an adolescent mess that's a regular cocktail of raging hormones. I mean, that's all of us, basically, essentially, as teenagers. And even maybe some of us as adults. That's still a not nice way to describe the person you're having sex with. I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's, you, you aren't viewing her too highly. <laughs> that is true. He's objectifying her. Yeah. But not in a flattering way. <laughs> no. Carry on, keep reading. I would love it to be a sex with a sword account. maybe maybe in the sequel all right carry on harry made his way to over to over to the okay (laughs) a little extra word there harry made his way to over to the full-length mirrors mounted on the wall and gazed at his reflection he liked what he saw but began to feel insecure about his worth as a man as they do as they do yeah yeah i am is he still naked do we know? I don't know. Was he naked to begin with? I don't know if he was naked. Oh, no. I guess I got distracted no, with you, the socks. No, you just got dis- Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. He spun around and admired the tightness of his buns. <laughs> See? No! He's looking at his buns. I mean, he could be wearing very tight jeans or something. <laughs> <laughs> he could be. He spun around and admired the tightness of his buns, shining in the bright sunlight, his muscles bulging beneath his robes okay so he's robes on okay but apparently they're tight enough to see his buns (laughs) his muscles bulging beneath his robes yet not too bulky they were lean his dark silky hair hanging into his eyes and his eyes swirling tempests of green swimming with unshed tears huh so basically he's jared leto but like jared leto if he played the crow I think he's like Jared Leto at the very, very beginning of 30 Seconds to Mars. Like, before they were actually popular. Huh. Maybe. I could see it. I could see it. That's how I'm envisioning it. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yup. Mm-hmm. Emo fuckboy, essentially. Emo fuckboy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> swimming his eyes. Swimming with unshed tears. Oh, ellipses. Ooh, look at that. So many ellipses. Okay, I'm going to read this with all the punctuation, because mm. it's a long sentence. He spun around and admired the tightness of his buns, comma, spinning in the bright sunlight, comma, his muscles, comma, bulging beneath his robes, dash, yet not too bulky, comma, they were lean, dash, his dark, silky hair swinging into his eyes, ellipses, and his eyes, dash, swirling tempests of green, comma, swimming with unshed tears, ellipses. Yup. Period. <laughs> that is a very long sentence. Yup. Period. <laughs> that was it. The girls always fell for the pool. For pools? The girls always fell for the pools of tears swimming in his dark, deep eyes. He grinned at himself. I mean, if you couldn't be an inexplicable chick magnet like Voldemort was. <laughs> what the? Okay. That asexual man. Yikes. If you, I mean, if you couldn't be an inexplicable chick magnet like Voldemort was, with his rock-hard vampire abs and snake eyes, leave aside the fact that Voldy was a destructive psychopath with a mentality... Men, wait, sorry. That Voldy was a destructive psychopath with the mentality of a rampaging rhino, Harry felt it was better to be in the dark, troubled orphan hero, secretly nurturing a foreboding past. What? I don't know. What that doesn't make any sense. But also, my brain is stuck on like Voldemort having abs. Voldemort with abs makes me feel super duper uncomfortable. I'm I'm so caught on the idea like that he won't have a nose. Yeah. Like, would you really notice someone's abs if they didn't have a I nose? I mean, it depends on how chiseled the abs are. To be quite honest. Well, we got here that Voldy is a player with the ladies. <laughs> That's horrifying. With his rock hard vampire but, abs and but snake eyes. Basically, we didn't know it at the time, but we were predicting Cursed the first child. child. There we go. Spoilers! I mean, that is basically <laughs> what you are doing. Like, if you make Draco and Harry get together, you're eventually, like, that's more or less like Albus and Scorpius. Gosh. To an extent. Gosh. All right, carry on. Anyways, where am I? Harry felt it was better to be the dark, troubled, orphaned hero, secretly nurturing a foreboding past. Harry gave one last appreciative look at himself and sauntered out of the dorm. He carelessly waved at some first years as he passed the common room. They appropriately rewarded him with awe-inspired looks that said, Come hither, O dark one. We are willing to ravage you shamelessly right on this coffee table. They're eleven. Right? What the fuck? I don't know. Okay, I definitely don't think I wrote that. (laughs) Friend, you know who you are. You need a therapist. (laughs) Or you need to remember that first years were 11. Make them fourth years. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. (laughs) He was just in the process of giving the fat lady a rakish wink when he spotted him. Harry panicked and jumped into a convenient cupboard to hide. After that last, albeit fantastic, encounter beneath the grills of the Hogwarts kitchens, Dobby had begun to stalk him, even more vigorously than usual. Breathing hard, he tried to get his eyes used to sudden darkness. Please stop. Wait. Okay. He had sex with Dobby. 
Is that what it, like inner species? I don't. I don't know. It's don't basically know. anyone, any anything with a pulse. I mean, Dobby would be able to consent, so like it would be okay. Like yeah. they both are like of sound mind. Having said, th- oh, well, okay, carry on. <laughs> I feel like we would fall down a rabbit hole of consent, given the history of house oh. elves and their like the power the, dynamics. Yeah. yeah, the power dynamics and how they're basically like bred to be subservient. Right, but that's like I said, that's why I asked like if the previous five years were supposed to have happened as we know it, mm. because if so, then yes, the unequal power structure makes I mean, it very we, unfair. We can assume that the that the past five years have happened so according then, to canon. So then, basically, Dobby's being taken advantage of. Harry! Okay. I mean, he And al- we already know that he's manipulative because he kind of, like, twirls pansy around his little right, finger. Right, yeah. Right. So we got that he is a sociopath, uh, um, and that he's using other people for sexual gratification, but okay. is thinking about coffee the whole time, Ooh, and is getting with has elves, because while it's fantastic, he unfortunately is not into the other person being too into him, and therefore is now dodging said... So basically, another fuckboy. He's basically like young Voldemort. Yes. Yes. Just without the vampire hard rock abs. And with a nose. With a nose, <laughs> yes. With a nose and and his eyes, while smoldering, are not snake. Okay, carry on. <laughs> okay. After that last, albeit fantastic encounter beneath the grills of the Hogwarts kitchens, Dobby had begun to stalk him even more vigorously than usual. Hmm. Breathing hard, he tried to get his eyes used to the sudden darkness. While still trying to control the erratic beating of his heart, Harry heard a rustle behind him. Emitting the most unmanly squeal. Oh, okay, sorry. Emitting the most unmanly squeal, equivalent to that of a girl with her thong twisted the wrong way, Harry jumped, thus managing to knock his head, rather hard, on one of Filch's brooms. (laughs) Yeah, this is, um, you guys don't seem to like women very much for being two women. Exactly. (laughs) We are terrible misogynists. I'm I'm getting that, yeah. Yeah. Carry on. I'm glad you've grown as a person. Thanks. (laughs) Harry jumped, thus managing to knock his head rather hard on one of Filch's brooms. Rubbing his head with one hand, he looked around, trying to put a face to the voice, giving life to all manner of curses, some which Harry had never heard before. Because of his pure virginal ears. Yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Muttering under his breath about Filch's brooms and exactly where he could stick them, Harry focused on the opposite wall. He gasped in horror as his eyes fell on a sleek white blonde hair and smooth pristine skin, stretching taut over aristocratically arrogant cheekbones. Slate. It's Voldemort. No. Draco. (laughs) Come on, white blonde. Come on. Ah, sorry, sorry, I zoned out. Okay. (laughs) Slate gray eyes widened in comic surprise as the two recognized exactly who he was facing. You? Harry eyed him bemusedly. This is my cupboard! Get out! ejaculated Draco. This is a very long chapter. Carry on. (laughs) I love that the way he said his phrase was ejaculated. No euphemisms at all. Also, why does Draco have a cupboard? He's also hiding in the cupboard for some reason. For some unknown reason. Is it like code for the closet? 
I just got that. Maybe it was the whole time. Maybe it was a subconscious thing that we just wrote into the story. We didn't realize. God, I, I apologize to the gay community. Oh my gosh, this chapter is, there's a lot left in this chapter. Oh my God. We can stop whenever you feel like it. That's it for this week. If you have any questions, or more importantly, any bad creative writing of your own, preferably from your younger years, that you'd like for us to read on this podcast, please email us at whydidiwritethat16 at gmail.com. That's whydidiwritethat16 at gmail.com. Wonderful. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.